Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> this winter, you can stay warm, you can prepare for an icy apocalypse, all whilst wearing one of our brand new the other stories branded designer hoodies or hooded jumpers depending on where you come from me personally i'm from the hoodie all of our products are dipped in chaos magic before passing on to our shipping wizards where they will teleport from our extra dimensional warehouse right onto your body hey they look great they'll keep you warm but i have to say buyer beware there have been some reports of nighttime screaming but on the plus side it's a heavy blend hoodie it's a gildan 18500 whatever the hell that means I think it's something to do with the, the, the thickness of the material I don't know but they, they're good 
you should go get one. Go and grab a hooded cloth trap today over at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Once again, that's gum as in chewing gum. Road as in there's some chewing gum stuck to this road. Gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Today's episode is Dancer in the Rain, written by J.L. Royce and narrated by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horace. The first time Powers saw her was off the heavily wooded stretch off Bates just before the expressway. The afternoon had turned threatening, then the sky had opened up. Traffic was crawling along when his lights illuminated a slight figure on the side of the road. She stood in the chill rain, possibly waiting for the bus or a ride. Or possibly, but just nowhere better to stand. The dark tendrils of her hair clung to her forehead, a soaked t-shirt clinging to small, pointed breasts. Her face, though, was uplifted, calm, eyes closed, lips slightly parted. Her shoulders moved left and right, left and right, fingers splayed out over slim hips, thighs pressed tightly together, dancing to some hidden rhythm. The app would ding powers, for sure. The fare had changed the pickup point, meaning an upcharge, probably destined to come out of his tip. He threaded his way through the snarled traffic, going nowhere on a long circuit back to the unhappy party. On impulse, he pulled over, rolled down the passenger side window part way. Hey, he called out. Reaching into the clutter between the front seats, Powers grabbed a cheap poncho a drunken college kid had left behind a few nights earlier. People always thought Seattle was depressing, with relentless rain, but in his experience it described Pittsburgh pretty well. Here, take this. Leaning across the seat, he offered the balled up plastic to her, through the half-open window. Her eyes opened, so slowly. She stepped to the curb and into the rain-filled gutter. Powers was afraid at first that she might climb into his car, wet and all. But she just stood there, staring at him through the rain, eyes the swirling grey of moving storm clouds. She reluctantly accepted the poncho. Thank you. Her voice was calm considering her state, and lower pitched than he'd expected. Do you have somewhere you can go? Powers stuttered, stupidly searching for any excuse to prolong the conversation. I have addresses for shelters. Driving for hire, he picked up a few battered women, calling for a ride in the middle of the night, freshly bruised and finally unwilling to suffer in place any longer. He fumbled in the console with his free hand. No, she said, I'm not going anywhere. She stepped backward, feet now soaked in cheap canvas shoes, and returned to the same spot of sidewalk. The cars behind him were calling like geese for him to move on, join the flock. Well, good luck then, he called, raising the window. Powers drove off to find his fare. As he navigated rush hour and dinner time fares, Powers thought about the girl left in the rain. It gave him something more interesting to dwell on than the passenger stories, the traffic reports and the depressing hourly news. The airport, Pitt, Squirrel Hill, the Golden Triangle, Zwickley, 
Powers lived by the ping of the app and the fickle flow of the traffic. He stared through the windshield, navigated his city, the app his compass. The larger world mattered little. As the miles wore along, the weather cleared and the night gradually cooled. He drove past the spot on Bates several times that evening, fantasising that he'd see her again. But the girl was gone. In Edgewood, Powers caught a couple hours of rest, parked out of the way in the back of the Planet Fitness lot. After midnight, he woke and went trolling for drunks struggling out of the closing bars. Sometimes a hotel concierge would place the call, anxious to be relieved of his burden, waving the drunk's phone. Then there'd be a good tip. There was no point in going home after the bars closed, all those dead miles back and forth. And for what? The predictable unhappiness would be there to greet him. The arguments about money and how they spent it. At three in the morning, he pulled into the 7-Eleven and parked out of the way, sleeping until dawn, then headed inside to take a hall bath in the cramped restroom and picked up his breakfast coffee and donut. The weather that morning couldn't have been more different from the day before. The spring sun streamed through the deep valleys of the three rivers trisecting Pittsburgh, the trees visibly greener, wildflowers eking out a living on the median strips. The unintended corners of pavement cracks lightened his mood. Running down the windows, Powers pushed aside his fantasies and enjoyed the sun and breeze, sailing from ping to ping, letting the app and the traffic pace his life, winding through the convoluted streets of the city's hilly neighbourhoods and rigidly organised downtown. He dropped a fare and was proceeding east, where the boulevard becomes Panther Hollow Road, rolling into Skeenley Park. On a whim, he turned onto Bartlett, then Serpentine, hugging the edge of the park and its rich emergent green a little longer. Powers saw someone through the trees, a thin, still figure. He slowed and confirmed it was her, standing on the Tufa Stone Bridge over the Panther Hollow Run. Pulling over the Prius, he got out and peered at her. Standing quite erect, she was staring at the waters below. Hello? He called. Good to see you again. Dry and all. She raised her eyes and stared at him a moment, then walked to the near end of the old stone bridge. Leaving the trail, she crossed the slope of parkland to reach the edge of the road where he stood. Hello, she replied. Stepping into the sunshine, she came closer, but left the ribbon of asphalt between them, as if waiting for something. Do you need a ride? Powers called across the street. Not really. Why don't you come over? Before he could finish his sentence, she had crossed the street and was standing before him, raising her hand. This is yours. She offered him the poncho, neatly folded. Thanks. So, what's your name? Nomia. Pretty name. Greek? Seen up close, she was the most unusual person he'd ever met. Dry and finger-combed. Her hair was black, but a rich blue-black and violet and aquamarine and other colours he couldn't even put a name to. Not the flat overtones of colour from a bottle, but natural. It framed a delicate face with features almost elfin. Eyes large, now reflecting the bright blue sky. From the car, the app pinged. Powers ignored it. So, Nomia, want to go for coffee? No, she said, 
Do you want to swim with me? Powers found her reply odd. Uh, I don't think the swimming area is open for the season yet. Nomia had a way of blinking. Slow. Achingly slow. And restless lips. Parting. And pursing. She ignored his objection. There's plenty of places to swim. Powers played a game with his fares, guessing their accents, and was good at it. But he couldn't place Nomia's. She spoke English like a second language, with a slight, unaffected lisp. Standing in the rain, he thought she might be a stray teenager. But now Powers saw he was wrong. She was not so much youthful as ageless. A woman and not a child. And he wanted to know more about her. The phone kept pinging. He held up his hand, wait, reaching in to silence it. He raised the windows, shut off the car, and locked it behind him. Sorry, I can't stand the noise. He took a deep breath. Want to show me your places? She held out her hand, surprised at himself. Powers took it. They walked the wooded panther hollow run. Joggers passed them, and bicycles. Startling Nomia. She pointed out her favourite wading spots. The water was hardly deep enough for true swimming. With a simple eloquence, she spoke of the water temperature, the patterns of the sunlight through the leaves, the sound of the surrounding forest. They walked, and Powers found himself almost garrulous, sharing his knowledge of the city and its waterways. Nomia had arrived by water when very young, but could not, or would not, reveal her birthplace. He lost track of the time, surprised to find they had strolled west all the way to the road and the lake beyond. Now we swim, Nomia urged. If you swim with me, then we can lay together. Her large eyes studied him. You mean, like, sunbathe? Picnic? He stared back. I have to drive. Don't you have a job? Or go to school? Or something? She drew closer to Powers. Long fingers came up to caress his arm. I mean, to lie with me. Have sex with me. Isn't that what you want? Honesty rarely came without consequences. Powers, flustered, considered her, and stammered, Yes, but... I mean, I'd want to get to know you, first. She waited. And I do have to work. Could we meet somewhere later? Nomia sighed and turned away. <sighs> Perhaps. She resumed walking along the lake shore. Wait, where? Howard's called. I'll be waiting for you, she replied. Her eyes returned to the slowly moving waters. Powers drove and considered his choices. Choices he didn't realise he had a day ago. A dozen fares ran him around the downtown area and back and forth over the three rivers. And all the time he mulled Nomia, her beauty, her inconstant eyes. He purposely drove along Bates and through the hollow, hoping the sight of her would help him decide. But in the end, he determined to go home. Really go home. Go home and treat it like home. 
On what was to be his last drive through Skenley Park, he saw Nomia, perched atop the bridge, staring at the water. She looked up and smiled knowingly at him. Powers pulled up and lowered the window. Hi. Nomia strolled over. Are you ready to come with me? She reached in, ran her fingers through his hair. I'm glad I found you, he replied. I wanted to say, you're wonderful, but I can't do this. He raised his left hand. I'm married. I'm expected at home. The woman stiffened, withdrew her hand. She turned and strode away. The clouds seemed to cover her retreat into the woods. Watching her, Powers shook his head to clear it and pulled away. Traffic was merciless. Drivers seeking a car's length advantage in traffic with sudden lane changes. There were more pings, more rides to drive. But he had put off dinner and now it was nearly dark. All the while, Powers cursed his cowardice and praised his rectitude. Exhausted, Powers closed the app. He had swung the Prius off the West End Bridge, going south towards home, when he saw Nomia a final time. She was standing on the embankment across the intersection, the old railroad trestle crossing sawmill run boulevard, standing amongst the scrub bushes and trash. The traffic had trapped him, idling in a creeping line of vehicles. Powers found he could not look away from her. Nomia raised her arms, and the first fat drop slapped his windshield. A few cars crept through the intersection, then a few more, bringing him closer and closer. She swayed, even as the steady rain soaked her clothing and darkened her hair. Thin arms twisted above her head, and she danced amongst the discarded cans and fast food bags, the sodden waste and weeds. The cars inched forward, bringing him closer. Then he was past the rusting girders of the bridgework, nearly there. There was no turning back. Now Powers could feel the rhythm she danced to, her wordless song, in the rain lashing his roof. Nomia was staring steadily at him now. Even as she moved, dancing dangerously close to the traffic flashing by her on Carson Street, he wanted to leap from the car and rush out to her, warn her, protect her. Nomia twirled and floated amongst the veils of driving rain. He was almost at the intersection when the light changed to yellow. Cross traffic was arriving, aggressively approaching, but powers accelerated anyway. Now he was so close to her that he could see her eyes still locked on his and the smile on her face through the rain. The semi's air horn was a roaring beast. The screeching tires tore through him like claws. Nomia's eyes were the wine-dark scene now, and Powers was lost within them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Dancer in the Rain was written by J.L. Royce, narrated by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horrors, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. And a quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And how could I forget Ben Errington for the ongoing explosion of content he fires out of his social media canon. 
J.L. Royce is a published author of science fiction, the macabre, and whatever else strikes him. He lives in the northern reaches of the American Midwest. His work appears in Allegory, Ghost Light, Little Demon, Love Letters to Power, Mysterion, Parabenormal, Sci-Fi, Utopia, Wild Blood. He's the member of HWA and GLAHW and was a finalist in the Q3 2020 Writers of the Future competition. You can find some of his anthology stories at Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash JL Royce. James Barnett is the producer of the Night's End podcast. It's a short story fiction podcast with tales of horror and the paranormal. You can search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also catch his other works at jamesbarnettauthor.com. Once again, I'd like to tell you about these incredible hoodies that we have available. They come in all different shapes and sizes. Well, the one shape, but all different sizes, small, medium, large, or XL. And yeah, they look great. They'll keep you warm and they do scream in the middle of the night. But don't worry about that because they're a heavy blend cotton Gildan 18500, whatever that means. So go and grab a hooded cloth trap today over at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Once again, that's gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks 